All right. So let's continue this conversation. So welcome back to the learning journey experience. This is Asher. I am here just talking to you, whoever is listening. Yes, you. About the journey so far. And you might be, you might, you, when, when you guys hear this book come out, you're going to wonder why I didn't read the audio version of the book. And some of you are going to like my voice and some of you might not like my voice. But what I've been hearing so far, a lot of people I've been kind of, you know, putting it around, asking people, you know, and it was like, Asher, make sure you read your book. We like your voice. Your voice you got a very soothing, calm voice. And yes, I do. So my my natural speaking voice, my, my natural speaking voice is, is very calm and soothing. I can roll with it. But then I have to read in voice. So here is here is here is my vocabulary right now. I have what you call oh I see it is like you have a thinking vocabulary. You have your your writing vocabulary and your speaking vocabulary. No, you have to have confidence in all three areas. Or you have to master all three areas or be at a place when all three areas are very effective. So I am very confident in my thinking vocabulary. And now I am trying to master, I'm trying to master my writing vocabulary right now. So I've been working on that. So writing, writing this first book is, is a process of doing that. But then I have my speaking vocabulary. And so far, I'm working on that. I've hired a, a professional coach to help me with that, Coach Joe Weldon. And it's been, it's, been getting, it's been getting good. So now for me to read my book, that's going to take some time. And time that I don't feel like putting in right now. I think I need more time to really practice reading. To where I get to a place where I can like, okay, um, the the content that I've written, my reading vocabulary, my reading voice won't take away from it. So this is one of the reasons why I, I chose not to do the audio for this book. Because I still need time to practice reading. Because I, I, what I shared in one of the, 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 the past videos that I put out, was about um, I have dyslexia and I'm also ADD. So what what a dyslexia does for me, which I'm still working on right now, because I, I decided I'm going to master that thing as well. Like whatever the disadvantage that put me in, I'm going to get, I'm going to overcome that too in some capacity. So what it does for me is sometimes when I'm reading stuff, it I, I gloss over it, I miss words. Even when I was writing, um, I remember one time I was in the military <laughs> when it really showed up for me a lot when I used to write emails. I remember one day I was I wrote an email and I sent it to her because on my boss he always he's trying to help me with you know catching this deficit or this disadvantage I have. So I wrote an email and I sent it out and I heard right check your email that you just sent. So I went back and I look at the sent email. I'm like wow horrible. I can't miss so much. I was like man I, I was thinking it but I didn't write it. Same thing when I when I read sometimes I'm thinking it. But I didn't read it. I didn't say it. So that's a challenge for reading for me. Some people might have the same challenge. So this is one of the reasons why I chose to have somebody else do the audio for the book. Now in the future, I will narrate some of the books that I've written. But I'm a practice on just reading out loud a lot over the next couple of months and years. And get as good as I figured out my retrain my brain to know how to read 
out loud without missing words. So that's going to take some time. So if you're wondering, when you get this audio version, you're going to like, where is the author's voice? I like Asher's voice. I wish I would could hear his voice read this book. And you will have it someday. But right now, naturally speaking, my natural speaking flowing voice is, is awesome. I love it. I can listen to myself speak. Some people have that challenge. I mean, early in my day, sometimes when I, when I make videos, I was like, man, I don't want to listen to myself. But now I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable listening to myself speak. So yes, audio version is coming as well. I'm doing the, actually, I'm doing the audition right now. I think I got like 80 some auditions so far on ACX. So I'm sorting through my top 10. And then from there, I'm going to, I'm going to share those, those recording with, with some folks close to me and like, Hey guys, um, which one resonate with you? And the most popular is what I'm going to go for. So I have my top 10 picks. And then from there, I let some other folks help me pick the voice that resonate with them the most because I'm not the one listening to it. Other people are. So whatever voice the group of people said, I love this person's voice. I can listen to them read your book because I sent out sample verbiage for them to read back. And some voices on there, I picked the top 10. And I'm like, I can listen to these 10 people read my book. And then from there, I get some people to tell me which one is the top three. And then I'm going to check with these folks and see what they're offering and so forth and so on. And then number one gets to, gets to roll with it. That's the plan. That's the game plan. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. So let's switch topic real quick. So I was I was listening to Earl Nightingale. He's a, he's one of my heroes, by the way. Quick story, quick hero hero, by the way. Earl Nightingale is my hero. I I I admire him, and I think my one of my my long term goal is to is to be as masterful auditorily as he was, which is which is um his content. That guy was like I can listen to him. I listen to him most of the time when I go to sleep at night. I just play his audio and his and he runs in the background. But he has really, really awesome voice and he's his pronunciations are amazing and his vocabulary is, is up there. So I admire that guy. So I haven't seen another Earl Nightingale since you passed, man. I haven't seen one. Maybe I should can live up to that task. Maybe I can go after that. We'll see. We'll see, but he's he's he's, a, he's amazing. I actually um I had the opportunity to be in a couple of Zoom call with his with his wife actually, because I always wanted to meet Earl, and one of the reasons why I hired my my speaking coach because he was a friend of Earl Nightingale, Joe Weldon. One of the reasons why I hired him because I was just scrolling through videos on YouTube, and I saw one video with him and Joe Polish. Joe Polish has this um this network called Genius Network. It's where like top entrepreneurs meet. And I was listening to him on an interview with Joe Weldon and they was talking and then Joe was talking about how he had, how he knew Earl Nightingale. I'm like, wow, interesting. Then I found out that Joe Weldon was a speaking coach. And then I looked him up. I'm like, man, this guy's great. And a lot of his stuff is not on YouTube. Like, you know, most people, because his stuff is being a close, a closed platform, which is awesome. Cause then you go back in like a lot of gems back there that everybody's not sharing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for his program. So I got him. Lifetime membership with Joe Weldon. So every now and then I hit him up and just get feedback on where I'm taking my speaking and my writing, I would say, adventure. And he gave me really good feedback. So it's been a very intricate part of my life, like very valuable. 
person in my life. And I met his wife and it's interesting. I was listening, we, we was having this, this coaching call and she was talking about the famous line that Earl kind of made famous was you become what you think about. And she was sharing about how when Earl Nightingale passed away and she was going through that, you call that funk state when you lose somebody and you just having that, that state where the stuff is just falling apart. And she, she, she explained that she was thinking about all the things she was losing. And one day, after just reflecting, she was like, you become what you think about. And she was like, well, all I've been thinking about is all that I've lost since my husband passed away. And that's what I've been becoming. Like, that's what's been manifesting in my life. So then she was like, oh, she called herself. She's like, oh, you become what you think about. And then that really hits her again. That she just, you know, that revelation hits her again. It's like, oh, my God. I have been becoming what I've been thinking about. So let me switch my thinking. And she did that. She started thinking about the things that she has gained from being in this life versus what she has lost. And sometimes we know things, like we know things. And sometimes we get in the place where we forget what we know because the emotional state we're in just kind of blind us from the system that we know put us in the right, have us follow the right pattern where we get the kind of effects we want in life. And sometimes you need people to remind you of that. And sometimes you just show up, you know, if you listen to inner voice, if the noise around you is not too loud. So that was something that I learned from. I was like, you know what? As much as we out there in the world know things, are we doing great and so forth, as successful we are, sometimes we need reminding. And like Earl was, Earl Nightingale would say, sometimes we need more reminding that we need educating. And that's why people listen to podcasts, listen to other people speak on their journey, what they're going through and what they're using to remind them of the process that makes them strong makes them come alive, have them focus on what's valuable in their life. So, yeah. And it's interesting sometimes you think about it, just kind of switch topic a little bit, where you think about, like, we're all asleep. Like, we're all asleep in various areas in our life. And I use this this, this acronym, God, Universe, Source, Gus. And just imagine that, like, the Almighty, the One Source, the Universe, God, God, the one source, Gus. Like, come into this body that you are, but with no memory. Then you have to remember who you are, what you're capable of, remember your power. So that means you are asleep. You are asleep. And then you have, you experience things in life that wakes you up. And the things that wakes you up is experience. And sometimes we hesitate on taking on things or doing things because we're like, oh, I'm going to fail. But sometimes failing is an awakening as well, just like being successful. And I know the world often, you know, you know, pump the chest around being successful, being successful. And if you think about that one narrative as far as, oh, I've just got to be successful, then you would miss the point of experience itself. Because whether it's a successful experience or a failure experience, it's not about whether it's failing or succeeding. It's about the awakening. 
did it awaken you? Because sometimes you fail at something and it awakens you. Sometimes you succeed at something and it awakens you. It just so happened that people like to promote success because sometimes success is tied to like their monetary value. Sometimes you get money for it and we are so money-driven and so material-driven that the only thing that gives you money or material is to succeed at it, not to fail at it. But whether you succeed at it and you you collect that material things or that monetary thing, you don't get to take it with you. You take the experience with you. So, but what did that failing experience awaken in you? Did it allow you to elevate in the higher state of consciousness? And we don't value it sometimes. We kind of, everybody run away from failure. <laughs> run away from looking like a fool, looking like an idiot. And we miss the awakening piece of it. So this, all of these are recordings. They're going to go on the podcast, Pandora's Awareness podcast that me and Lavinia put together. We started it last year. I think we're on April time frame. And we, 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 we tested out the process. We made some recordings. We was both young at this business and new to it. New to speaking and recording. Because if you, I'll tell you one, one, one funny thing, right? So you would talk, you will be talking to somebody. Even yourself, as soon as you press the record button or say this is a video, automatically some kind of nervousness hits you. Like, like the energy, the energy change. Like, what? Why am I? Why am I feeling weird to speak now? And that's what happened um, when we first started. We try to, we try to get used to the process of recording ourselves speaking, sharing our ideas, sharing our thoughts, and it take a while to practice it because we're not wasn't used to that. Like I'm, I've always enjoyed having a conversation about deep stuff, and you're gonna notice that on this podcast when it when it's just a discussion or me just talking to you. Like philosophy, metaphysics, and psychology is something that I really love, and I rather have really deep conversation conversation about things that that we we don't normally sit and talk about because it's the unknown and in the unknown anything is possible nobody really knows even with the known nobody really knows the known right now either and if you think about it you might be saying like hold on Asher like the physical stuff we know Actually, nobody really knows. Like nobody can tell you what a what a grain of sand is. They 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 can't tell you what a sand is. Like a grain of sand, is. they can't tell you even what water is. Like what is it? Nobody really knows. And if you're like, hold on, Asher, we know what grain of sand is. It's sand, or what is this? You can break down the molecules and so forth. Still don't know. Because if you ask anybody these two questions. This is two questions you ask anybody that say they're smart, they're wise, and so forth and so on. Whatever, whatever thing you define or you describe, you give it a label, you give it a name. What was that thing before you give it that label or that name? What was it? And the answer is they don't know. They have no idea what it is before they give it that name. And even with giving that name, they don't know what it is. All they do is, is, is talking about the label they give it, but they have no idea what it is. Like none of us know what it is. And even the second question is like, if, if this thing that you give this name or this label, if it had to describe itself, would it be the same description you give it? 
And there we go again. They don't know. So in the space of this universal bubble we're in, nobody knows. They don't know. All we are doing is making it up and make it real. We are making it up. We are defining and describing things. So if you want to feel empowered in yourself, you think through those two questions because as much as people are trying to define and describe things, they don't know. Socially or in society, we might agree upon <laughs> a term or a label or a definition, but it's not what it is. It's just for us to function together. Now, when I when I dig into those those thinking process or being that belief system, you want to call it, I realize that I have as much rights as anyone else to make it up and make it real. So if somebody before me came and defined a certain things or described it a certain way to make sense of it for them, I can always redefine it. Because it worked for them, but it doesn't mean that was permanent. You get to change it. You get to redefine it in a way that works for you. And once you feel that power, you no longer get trapped in society, you know, which I heard um, Vosi was talking about what society was like. Society is a system of normalized averages. What society is. I was like, that's a good way of looking at it. Everything is normalized on an average state. And if the average folks says this is it, then it works for the average folks, then guess what? We subscribe to, we subscribe to that label. But anyway, back to having the, the power to make things up and make them real. If you start thinking through those lenses, that you have just as much right to make things up and make them real, then you won't let people drag you through things that doesn't support your, your goals or your dreams or your desire. Because, hey, you just made it up. I can make it up too. So think about that. So, more videos to come. More videos to come. And if you're listening, which I know you are, and you're finding value in this conversation I'm having with you, then let us know. And let us know what you want to talk about too. Because there's so much to talk about. I'll give, I'll give another quick story. So since 2016, I've been collecting a lot of, lot of stuff from a lot of books. I'm going, I think about 700 books by now. I got to go do, do, re update my spreadsheet. <laughs> I got to go update my spreadsheet, but I've been collecting a lot of stuff from a lot of books. And he had taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about how much we taking on definition and description from the past and thinking that they're set in stone and they're not like the folks that educate us they just educate us to some of us to get along and some of us to follow certain rules but they themselves don't even know they don't and if everybody is in that state of I don't know then guess what? You can have a conversation. You won't feel like you need to look up at look up at people or look down at people because we all are in that same ignorant state of I don't know. And that's a beautiful state to be in. Because in the state of I don't know, I 
that's when you create. Because when you don't know, all is left for you to do is create. Not recycle. Because when you know something, you're going to recycle. But when you don't know, you got to create. And that's the, the highest ingredients in you, which I call God, universe, source. Gus. Highest ingredients in you that help you create. Because we're creators. And here's something that some people might get offended with. And it's hard for people to really say this. And you might think I'm crazy. But I'm going to say it anyway. Like, it's hard for somebody to look at themselves and call themselves Gus. It's very difficult. Because somebody might say, God is good. God is great. And they're not even recognizing that the God that is good is them. It's you. You are that God that is good. Because God is the only thing that exists in the universe. Nothing else exists but Gus. Only thing that exists is Gus. Nothing else. How could there be anything that exists but Gus? So if you think about that, then you realize that you are Gus. You and everybody else. And once you embrace that, then you feel the power of creating. Because now you realize that, yes, I'm here to create because I'm Gus. All right. If you resonate with that, then go and let us know. And until next time, link up.